Welcome to Skika Uncover. This is a podcast where we are going to be speaking to artists and learning from their stories. We aim and we hope to uncover the truths and the lies behind building an entire livelihood while impacting the lives of other people through their art. I am super, super excited because the guest that I am going to be speaking to on this episode is Lisa Odor Noah. <laughs> she is a singer, a songwriter, an all-rounded musician, and just such a kind and warm soul. Welcome to Ski Cover. Thank you, Susan. How are you doing? Good to see you. I'm doing well. Good to see you. <laughs> you talk the way you sing in the sense oh, of maybe. it's healing. Even when you're talking, it's like calm. Maybe no ganga na makerele from the get-go. It's nice. This is also because I had a gig yesterday. This is okay, you know that okay. thing for when you wake up and everyone's like, Ati, you pick up the phone and someone says, Hey, is that you? Am I talking to Lisa? You're like, hey, you called my number. Yeah. Hello. Who else would it be? <laughs> Who else so would it be? So the surprise is we have lows, more lows in the morning. So, yeah. But thank you. I'm going to take that. I'm, that should be something. Very, I'm going to put that healing. like a note somewhere. Someone Please. said I speak like it's healing. Yeah. Amen. A healing calm voice. I'm not Mabo Migi. To be calm. honest. <laughs> so welcome to our podcast and I'm so happy that you're doing thank this. You, thank you. And thank you to Skika as well. Yeah. Such a pleasure to be here. And I'm happy that you're sharing your story. You are booked and busy at the moment. <laughs> Guys, let me tell you, I called Lisa before we did this. She was like, Atasahi, Atasahi, I'm just mentally <laughs> preparing myself <laughs> for the madness that is coming. You've been in so many different rehearsals. Mm-hmm, you like, have like four or five shows. Yeah, I think there's one, literally. So I've done yesterday. Yeah. I uh, have another week of rehearsals, then I'm off to Lamu for Little Gig Festival. Yeah. And I come back and we do the hang on the 30th. That's our 90s throwback. You should be there. Don't miss the hang. And if you're a 90s kid, this is this is the party you come for. Yes. Okay? 90s, we're talking to some of the 80s, some of you. Some Just of you. Gently. Some of you. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> then we jump right into Soul Fest and we jump right into a few special things towards the end of the year, which you find out more about, you know? So follow Lisa on the socials. Everywhere. My she name will have change. it all up there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lisa or Dora Noah, it's the same. <laughs> Just Everywhere. type that and you'll TBH. find it. To be, you know, the funniest thing, when you put in my name, this is what I found out. Someone told me, Guy, you know when we put your name in? Uh-huh. It comes up, Lisa Odornoa husband. I'm like, you people think, am I just because I have a double barrel surname? Oh my word. <laughs> I said, hold on. It's my father's name. I'm still under my I father's still care. Under, yes. Okay. I'm a young girl. <laughs> so yeah. Also, it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Just the side. Let's okay, just girl. go to the side a bit. Um, for women, after mm-hmm. the age of 25, and it's more even intense after 30, Listen. where all your achievements, you're, you're more congratulated for the, oh, you're married, oh, you have, have a kid now, yep. oh, you guys got a house, yep, yep, oh, you yep, have, yep, yep, yep. you're doing great in your career, it's a cool story. <laughs> As we want to know about these so other, other life events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, what you're telling me is the internet to. is also aligned to that. That's the, let me tell you, Google is aligned. Don't be fooled. They're listening, okay? <laughs> They're listening. Google's listening. Instagram's listening, okay? I'm sure after this, I'll pick up my phone and it'll be like, ring size. All right. All right. Hold on. All right. Calm all right, down. Calm, calm down, down, guys. <laughs> the pressure is coming from everywhere, even the I internet. You, the pressure is getting worse. <laughs> but we're alive. We're alive and well. <laughs> I have an assignment for you for when you go to Lamo. I'm dead. <laughs> All the Kenyans uh-huh. have been told about the swimming lions. No. No. So Lisa. No, you swimming lions. I'll just go and say, as you see me, uh, in fact, for your say, Susan, this is, this is for you. Thank you. 
we we saw them we have come we have seen we, we have conquered okay we have conquered i just need one person to actually <laughs> confirm that this is a thing i've been to lamu once maybe <laughs> no that's the one there i would have gone a looking pre- a president is in on something you that know? we don't know we, hakuna mtu anasiona so lisa will go she'll do the search for us guys <laughs> so definitely make sure you follow her on the socials because then you'll know for sure for the update So thank you so much. Thank you. For coming on thank here. Thank you for having me. Girl. And I'm so excited for you to share your story. Oh. I've watched you perform live a couple of times, but I don't think we've ever sat and talked about your whole journey. No, no. In fact, the last time I saw you like properly, we were twinning with Afros. Yes. <laughs> oh, we looked so cute that day. I tell Shout you. out to Junior Nyongo because he was hosting that event. For Dala. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to have another one. No pressure. I yeah. know you're busy doing other things right now. Active out there, man. But we watch, we watch. You watch another dollar. Tell him again. Another one, another one. <laughs> Just like the other one. I am so curious to know um on your Spotify. Mm-hmm. There is uh, a part where you talk about strong music influence mm-hmm. coming from a certain sibling. Oh, all of them actually. Really? I want to know about this. Tell me, th- how old were you? When was this starting and, off? And like hey. is that when you were like, "Oh my god, I love music. I think I want to sing." So, I guess there's never not been music in our house. Um, oh. we were actually talking about this the other day with my siblings. Yeah. And we were saying how my parents I don't know if they did it consciously. Yeah. But they subconsciously immersed us in so much music all the time. Wow. Whenever we had guests over, you'd always hear my mom saying, "Hey, John, have you had this song? Let me go. And then you hear someone disappear, <laughs> then you hear chuk, 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 then it starts playing. Yes. And then you listen to 10 minutes of one song because such is Franco <laughs> or every Christmas or New Year. But just that my mother, I learned Abba songs because of how often they played. Oh wow. Every New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. And you're like, "Bruh, If I like even now when Chikitita plays somewhere my brain just starts singing the lyrics and I'm like don't do it don't, don't do, do it stop don't do it <laughs> yeah so and then you get a little older and um we used to watch I don't know if you guys remember it's going to date me but it's, it's okay. okay guys will calculate there was a channel there was a channel called STV where they used to bring um oh music God. after they brought cartoons yes. and then after that this is before the beat even came in yes you watch cartoons like that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Saturday things. morning. Yeah, music yeah. afterwards. You're right, exactly. And then we had um, the beat came in. So with my siblings, even before that, my mom when she'd travel for work, my siblings would ask for music. So wow. everything from hip hop, neo soul, so indiary, even gospel, Fred Hammond, all these guys. So it would come in, and this is all that was playing around me, plus what my folks would listen to. Yes. And then I learned that later on. My dad used to play the guitar and both my parents were in choirs and What? so their love for music like even without having known just yes. permeated into all of us through. yeah so we used to sing with my siblings like dance with my siblings at home so it's it feels like music has It's like you know how kids have like a memento yes. or like a teddy bear yes. that you keep with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it's felt like a warm blanket that I've kept with me. The one I know will always keep me warm. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this part of the podcast because <laughs> when she was traveling would be like chocolate. <laughs> Denim, I want pink so denim. Right yeah. now everyone's wearing pink. You know, yeah. now I want the denim. You know the one that have the lines on the side. <laughs> yeah. Mandy cuz it's right. It's either that or baby fat. You know? 
I'm like, mom, this is what I, this is what I'm trying to, this is what I'm trying to wear. I'm trying to have some Hello Kitty. I know that's the one. No, no, I'm just like, mm, could have been a musician. Like, anyway, <laughs> it's okay. You're here. You're here I'm because here, you are here. here. Okay. <laughs> We did all right. Yes, we did just all right. So um, what were your parents doing? Because you said that they were mm-hmm. in choirs and everything. And you found mm-hmm. out after that your dad played the guitar. Mm-hmm. But what was their careers of choice? So ironically, um, both my parents, I think one of the things I love most about them is yeah. that they never stopped us from pursuing our hobbies because that's what they used to do. So outside right. of even guitar, my dad loves soccer and oh. my mom loves literature. So I think my mom's first degree is in literature. Oh, wow. But then the irony of that is she pursued urban planning and development. Then my dad, when I asked him, what would you want to be? He said, I wanted to be a doctor. But he ended up an engineer. And that's because (laughs) I learned this year, my grandfather was one of the first, I think, surgical assistants at Kenyatta Hospital when it was called King George. So it was crazy to find some of this stuff out. And my dad would be like, we used to go with him and we'd be taken in to see the place. And I was like, bruh, you're like a maverick. What the heck? I'm trying to do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then ironically as well, I have my firstborn sister. She's an amazing doctor dentist. And she she was a photographer, a really incredible film and photography person. Oh my then my word. other sister yeah. used to be in drama. And then my brother is a really good artist and... um. He also is a, like a, I guess, how do I say, an audiophile, someone who loves to listen to music right. and collects like tons of music. Of music. Yeah, my sister is an incredible artist, she, but she's also like super brilliant. So she's into policy making. And so the irony is like everyone has like a, it's like a double-edged sword. Yes. You, you just don't find out about it until you're like, what? Really? That's what you do? Because like, I remember... I knew when I was growing up, my sister was like well known for like scooping all the prizes. Bio, math, CG, Every, what? She was that name that is called Bruh. many like, times. Like when you go to Rusinga, oh, yo, Linda's sister. Yes. And you're like, no, no, I have a, I have a, I have a name, guys. There's me. Name. We're, yeah. we're two me, separate entities. You know? And then ironically, like I remember one of her last projects was she did Critalic and she did it with chalk pastel. Wow. And we were like... So and she's just there over the table. So like my it's it's kind of like again, like I don't know if it's that my parents knew, but that's they pursued their career careers because they're still passionate about those things. Yeah. But they also allowed us to also see that we have a love for art and yes. culture and music. So it gets just seeped all the way down. It's to so interesting. Me. It's making me think nature versus nurture, like whether right. we actually inherit more. Yeah. Like genetically, if you do have parents that are inclined to the arts and right. they're very, very smart. Right. Then are you just genetically going to be the same? It could be, but I also think there's variation because I don't think like, oh my sisters might love to sing, but not all of them might have the same measure of the value yes. they place yes, yes, on the, on I guess, it. the talent or gift, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't mean they can't enjoy it. That's uh, another so thing. So that's the other thing. So I think everyone has their role to play. Uh, we were talking about this with someone the other day and I was like, you know, I'm a musician, but that means I need people to listen. The yes. people to listen need people to play or people to sing. True. And then also they might need, they might prefer, I want to see the visual stuff. Yes. Just like you're seeing now. Yes. So <laughs> the people who listen better as they see, Others who will listen better when they can't see something. Right. So everyone has their role. We all need each other. Yes. Yeah. Also, when you just said it, like, as you're seeing now, Mm. the low accent (laughs) was so strong in that sentence. You know, you must let it come out sometimes. You must let it out. Also, it will come out. eh? No, it must. It must. As a queer speaking, I have been disrespected (laughs) many a time mid-sentence where I'm like, oh, that was not... (laughs) 
how I plan to pronounce that. Meet you like, yeah, retrare. What? Then you say, hold on, hold on. Like, Let wait, me just wait, take wait, that back. Wait. Hold on. One minute, <laughs> one minute please. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about your music. Yes. And I want you to look back since when you started, probably even that time when you were really young and there was music mm. playing in the house. Mm-hmm. Do you have a recurring theme that comes out a lot? Because I was mm. really enjoying your album and mm-hmm. I loved how much lure you have intentionally put in there. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I think growing up, one of the things is that uh, my mom had, I guess what guys called an ayah or a help who would speak to me in Luo. So Ah, even before I could speak English, that's what I knew to speak. Right. And then on top of that, for outside of just having Luo, I Mm. think I grew up around a lot of music. So I think where I kind of felt at home initially was like R&B and ah. then I, I had a little dose you know like how you have the, the dropper for chemistry yes, yes. <laughs> a little dose of hip hop from my brother in playing the, it in the house over and over and then also da- a lot of time. dance music in the early late 90s and 2000 was hip hop heavy yes, so you think true. of guys like Method Man, Red Man yeah. Wu-Tang, ETC so you're like okay 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 cool cool yeah. but then I felt more at home in I guess Neo Soul with Indiari, Music Soul Child, Erica all those guys, D'Angelo Angelo. Yes. Yeah. So when now it came to putting in Lu, I think it happened when Kato Kato Changi first just came and he was like, We met in Bapo. And this is like several years later. Right. Um, and he was like, Do you want to write a song with me? And I said, Okay, cool. So initially when I wrote Apara it did not sound like what it sounds like now. Really? So oh yeah, let me tell you, singers songwriters they workshop their songs you probably right. send it to a couple of people what does it sound like yeah and then you might have a different i remember like um charlie puth when he before he put out the song um boy um yes he showed an original version and guys are like how how are those the same song, song. <laughs> yeah even lyrics wise but especially melody and beat wise he was like yeah. this is what it first sounded like Revision, 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 actual song. Actual song. Then you haven't even added other producers who might add their own sauce, as we say. Exactly. So, yeah, Luo for me just, it felt natural, kind of like the same way I enjoyed India, Ari and such. So that's why it makes me even more excited to see guys like Kina Okello and... Um, Costa and here, here are more people infusing and guys like even Arosh. Yeah. You know, and the language Kamerigi. you actually speak at home. Exactly. Cause it's, it's like, you know, the concept of a bride saying something borrowed, something blue, something old, something new. Yes. Something borrowed, it's borrowed from your folks. True. <laughs> something new, you, depending on how well you speak it now. You add And for your the guys own... who don't. Yes. This is like, okay, cool. We've not had this around us more commonly. Yeah. And then. Like something old, this is, this is predates all of us, you know, For sure. uh, who are now talking it more and singing more frequently. Yes. Yeah. So, um, that's kind of what it was. It's, it's, and a lot of people also do it with music. When you sample something from before, you're borrowing something guys already know. So it makes people feel comfortable. Yeah. But then you're adding your twist to it. Yeah. So it makes them be like, okay, this is different. Kind of like it. Yeah. Or if you don't, that's also okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love you the know. familiarity that comes with sampling. Like yeah, yeah. When Burner Boy did Last Last, <laughs> I knew it. When we all heard that song, right? Like just the beginning part, I yeah. was like, "What's happening?" Everyone said, "Where's Tony?" First Tony of all. is back, <laughs> right? Like what? With Burner Boy, stop. Hello, everybody, stop what they're doing. Right, exactly. Africa is the place for sure because she's here. She's come. Right, right. And even the royalties that she gets paid from yep. the song, there was a like whole 60%. conversation about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was just like, guys, wisdom. 
the 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 growth for Burner Boy or rather the people he was able to reach just because mm-hmm. of sampling that hundred mm-hmm. percent worth it. Absolutely, hundred percent. And the song was iconic. So mm-hmm. yes, sixty percent. It makes so much sense. And the irony is, you see, everyone who knew Tony's music is now, I guess, somehow being forced yes. to be exposed to Burner Boy. Yeah. Whether they know it or not. So even if they look for, Ati, what's that song for? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately they're like, are you talking about Burna Boy or Tony Braxton? Then they're like, no, no, I mean, that which one just play both? Bus. It made me go back. Like I was even watching the video. I was like, yeah. you guys, Tony was it. Like she still goes. Everyone who was a fan. Who do you yeah, think? Exactly. I'm about to call her up. Don't you know no. that he was my man? <laughs> yeah. So uh, every girl who knew 2000s Tony immediately, oh. like oh. immediately, we did it at the hang last year. The ladies in the front, I can assure you, holding their bags and singing along the whole time. All so, the words. <laughs> you're even remembering that relationship. You're like, hey, hello, to my talking Bali. He wasn't man enough yeah. for me. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Man, you were also not woman enough. Uh, yeah, Wh- which, whichever one of you it was, <laughs> you know. Then he said, Boy said, let's redeem the song, okay? Please. <laughs> we don't cast. <laughs> Last us. Oh. But then I said, let me just tell you now, I'm not sure what those lyrics mean. So someone please help me. So from what I understand from it, <laughs> um, still like Tony, it's mm-hmm. that breakup song. Last Last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, joking. It is a breakup song. Please. And he actually released it. Guys, sorry, allow my pop no, culture. No, me. Edumacate to, me. To, to flow right now. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, After he broke up with Steph London, and she did uh, a like, diss track, kind of. Quisha. So this was like kind of his response. His, oh my word. But then his response is now like this huge global right. hit. He said, you can diss me, but we don't carry lasts. He's like, I'm not the last one. Dude. Okay. For me, in my head, Bana has never said this, but me, in my head, Bana was like, whatever, going through his breakup, da, 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 right. probably on a plane back to Lagos or whatever. Right. And he listened to Tony Braxton and he was like, in fact, I'm going to respond. I am going to enough. talk about this. <laughs> I am man enough. Yes, but I'm going to tell it to you the Lagos way. Right. So, Bana, thank you. And for all of you who didn't know, Last Last is a breakup song. So Imagine. if you have recently left or been left, please just go. Put it Remind yourself, you won't be the last guy. You're not the last man standing, okay? <laughs> you don't carry last. And you don't cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please. Oh my I, God. I, you know, this is so good because if you think about it, um, the Nigerian diaspora, yes. that's one of their phrases. They say, yes. Niger, no, they carry last. Yes. So basically saying, Number it makes one. so much sense. In every way. So Aya. that's him flexing on everybody. Season two of Skika Uncover, when we look for you, Bana, don't say no. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, just say yes. Get on the plane. Don't ask me many questions. Just show up. Just come. Just get ready. Get ready. <laughs> so your album you released in July of 2023. 20, I actually released it February 2020. February 2023. 2022. 2022. Yes. So and old. it's self-titled. Yes. Lisa Odor Noah. Had to be. And... I want to know, was that a self-conscious choice? Did you have other album titles? Names. Yeah. You did? I did, I did. So how did, or who, who was the one who pushed you or what made you decide, no, 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 this is going to be named after me? Initially, the idea was to call it Tethered because um, there's an interesting metaphor that I came up with mm-hmm. where sometimes you can, there's certain, I guess, tethers to things you have in your life. But as you grow oh, and change, yes. those things also, their meaning either gets deeper or also changes. Yes. So actually, every song is a theme about something. There's yes. one about fate, fortune, faith, um, fav- favor, or... Um, and there's there's two more. I can't remember right now. Move. But that's what all of them yeah. 
a stand for because yeah. and they were all like I think seven Fs or something like that. Yes. So because I was thinking about like I left home mm-hmm. for the first time and I left and I went to the dream school for musicians, instrumentalists, everyone alike. Wants to go there. And I faced myself and I faced a bunch of fears. You face you face your idols and you realize they're just human. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't even say idols. I should say the best examples of what you could do. You right. Know? Uh, because again, like I said, they're just human. And then you face, you face wanting to be the best version of yourself in those environments. Yeah. But then I was now back home and that's not who you were then. Right. It's kind of like music. People forget that. For example, I learned, fun fact, mm-hmm. uh, there's a page called I Still Love Her, which is a page by this DJ okay. uh, on Instagram. And uh-huh. she does like fun facts and really good information on hip hop. And oh. she gave an example about how Timberland and the song Pony by Genuine came out actually like seven years before. It was made seven was years before it came out and he was signed. Yeah. So now you guys are finding out about Pony like nine years later. But him, he's lived with the song for seven years. Probably over it as well. Because musicians do get Hello? over songs. They're just Deeply. like, why do I have to keep singing this? Especially because, I guess for many songwriters, part of you is like, that's a, that's a version of me. And then it's the same oh, as someone can keep yeah. asking for you, play this song, play this song. You're like, <sighs> we've been moved on. That yeah. was primary school. You I'm know? in uni now. And it's not even a, like necessarily that they're saying we don't like that song. It just feels like you're in a different space a different person a different artist you know yeah they're just a band who made um hey yes in early in like early 2000 is not that just a band who made i'm um, sorry for the de- delay you know yeah the people are there but they've also changed and grown you know same thing for every musician and i guess even, even every person the person you are when you're 18 is not the person it's you are not, when you're dude, 30 the person i was jana <laughs> hello Please, i'm allowed to change my mind we're exactly. not the same <laughs> and and it's also just it speaks to growth whether positive or, or i guess negative yeah um, yeah so that was the idea of calling it tethered. And then the other reason I just changed it was a part of me was like, but see, this is me. This is, this is me. This is what I've seen. This is people I've seen. I've packaged it. Yeah. And I'm putting it out And there. that's why I guess it kind of follows like that. You know, there's partly a love story. Then there's partly the, I guess, self-discovery. Um, because like there's a, there's a line in a song, which is not there anymore, <laughs> which, I, which says, um, yeah, I ask. I said, um, uh, I'm just an icon in the making. But what's an icon to a world that's stuck inside a living daydream, sleeping oh. on the best things that could happen to them? You know, what would you do to wake them up? Yeah. Do they want to see what's underneath the cover of a perfect picture that or, they've been putting up? You yes. Know? So it's kind of like when you're a musician, a lot of the time you're telling stories about how people feel, about how they live. And sometimes guys can be really critical of you, not really forgetting that. One person creates an experience, for example, in a stadium, like yes. Beyonce and Renaissance, yes. for over 30,000 people. Right. Now, the flip side of that, and I think as Devlin, mm-hmm. who's an incredible designer for stage and like everything from, um, what's this guy called? Shakespeare to Kanye West to Beyonce. She's she done was it. Saying, she was saying, it's actually a lady. She's done it. Yeah. So she was saying, um, she has to create an intimate experience for 30,000 people with one person. Yes. And so 30,000 people will leave feeling like they've, like I've had like this. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, you don't actually have that relationship in real life. I don't have your number. No. I don't, I can't call you and be like, hey, how are you doing? No. And in reality, 
you do not have enough capacity to sustain an individual relationship with 30,000 people like no, that. No, it's physically not possible. Exactly. Even the time in the day is exactly. not enough. So you just you realize that even the emotions we're talking about or the things we're conveying yeah. they're actually so personal for us. Yes. And even the lives we live in public they're so personal. Yes. Um it's not that people are trying to be insensitive sometimes when they don't come to say hi to guys even or when they yeah. when they take time out it's just that they're like you guys you know you've expended so much energy giving like that exactly. and the crowd feeds you back but then there's that drop because you go back home and you buy yourself we're all going home by the way exactly after this. yeah <laughs> you might go home with your people who come to the gig too but yeah. we go home and we've come off a high it's like that adrenaline is like drugs to people like you and that's why you find even a lot of artists then end up using substances yeah and then also just you're trying to replicate something mm-hmm. that you're just having parties cannot. all the time at the houses or just cuz you can't you don't want to be alone like that you yeah. know and you haven't taught yourself to be comfortable with being alone like that because at the end of the day the applause ends the minute you get off stage that's true and you still have to meet yourself in the house yeah girl yeah So the school that Lisa was talking about uh, she skirted the name I'm going to take it up upon myself <laughs> she went to the Berkeley School of Music Thank you. and if you haven't heard of it just google you'll understand why she's saying it's the dream school for all musicians mm-hmm. and so many artists would want that experience mm-hmm. to go there and dude we're so proud of you as Kenya like we <laughs> to you. with your flag not only did you go you came back <laughs> and decided right. to struggle and suffer with us here <laughs> In the motherland. But what they say, tough times. Tough times don't last. last. Yeah, tough yeah, people yeah. do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but in the album, um, you rap. You rap mm-hmm. in the song Alive. Alive. Yeah. And I was just, I just kept listening to that part over oh, and over really? and over again. I was completely <laughs> I was obsessed. And the more I listened to it, mm-hmm. I was hearing influences, just like mm-hmm. we've talked about India Re. But mm-hmm. I heard... Lauren Hill a little bit and mm-hmm. even Nazizi. Really? And I wanted to know uh-huh. if when it comes to female musicians that mm-hmm. inspire you mm-hmm. locally and internationally mm-hmm. um at at this now not back then yeah. at this now uh-huh. who would you say is somebody that you're listening to and you're just like oh my god I'm trying to I'm trying to do something I'm wow. trying to I'm trying to do a sound that's This is that's, so interesting. That's like this. I I don't know if it's do a sound but maybe collaborate with. Oh yes. For instance like there's a song that, that's going to come Lisa. out. They're, they're, they're listening. Said you see me. Look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um there's a song that's supposed to be coming out with Jerai. Oh. So that's going to be interesting. Hi. <gasps> Plugging. So excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so that's been fun. I really like her songwriting. She's an incredible singer actually. Um Who else is there? I think people can I say people to look out for as yes. well not just I think the music is incredible not just look out for but go listen if it's already there. Go listen, yeah. Um I'd say yeah there's Joki Karu there is um I wish my own day would put out something new because we loved her music. She's Yay. not sharing right now. No. She's busy. But, well, I tell you, but we're just saying when when you have time. Yeah, she's please, incredible. Honor us. Absolutely you know? incredible. Yeah, um who else? Um especially because I love her songwriting. I think a lot of people don't realize how incredible of a songwriter Mayande is. She is. As well as Joki by the way. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, go listen to their music. Jerai Polaris is also incredible. Um who else is Shout there? Out. Let me see. Um this Meryl Page. Uh yeah, man. Like I'll think and then 
send a pretext if you can put a post it note yeah we'll be like others she said <laughs> yes be down below yes please <laughs> so yeah it's um yeah even kendin kong is going to be coming out with new music so oh yeah yeah so there are incredible people around me yeah and and i'm hoping they do more things not just yes. even if not with me just just listen to them listen go for their more. gigs go for their performances i guarantee you you'll leave feeling warm in your heart yeah. and full in your belly. Yes, mm. uh, best feeling, best mm-hmm. feeling and best type of music. Mm-hmm. Now, again back to your Spotify bio. <laughs> <laughs> um you talked about music creating um a healing space and it's funny that I think your voice sounds healing. Oh, thank you. And even when you've referenced <laughs> me I love Beyoncé if you follow me on the socials <laughs> just accept and follow and follow if you don't see it it's okay. unfollow because it's not stopping <laughs> but a big thing i think with renaissance and she's been talking about it being like a gratitude mm. um yeah, tour, tour, yeah and a gratitude album mm. and just her enjoying herself mm. was a lot of people are connecting because when you go to the concert it's not just the renaissance music it's the no, music you've been listening to no she actually did every epoch i guess since, yeah since destiny's child yeah and she even thanks them <laughs> and you see um people's posters and stuff and saying thank you for helping me through this breakup thank mm-hmm. you for helping me through this divorce thank you for helping me through this miscarriage mm-hmm. like and she talks about how it healed her as well and right. and that's how we all connect when you go to this concert it's not even mm-hmm. about the most recent jam. exactly who you are then yes. it's who you've been even for blankets and wine i'm always so excited right. when i see modoni drama queen is actually coming on stage right and not just being the proprietor yes, you know yes not yeah, running around the and fixing everything yeah, and, you yeah, know like yeah. she's coming on stage and she you can tell she has such a grand time yeah, like she's man. like oh i'm home now and right, i'm good right. and so i wanted to know whether music has been a sort of therapy for you mm-hmm. and how has music healed you and mm-hmm. helped you in your journey along oof a loaded question very very <laughs> very we are uncovering uh, we are uncovering pull it back <laughs> yeah um wow i can answer that in so many ways um when i st- i started writing music to heal oh really I have used music to take me through transitions in life for example yeah. living here and going to berkeley yes i have Yeah, even just this year. Like even a song like Malo on the album. Yeah. It's a prayer because COVID was crap, man. It was, it was terrible. And awful. I don't think guys realize just how much of our career is involves connection to people. Yeah. Uh in as much as we write our songs in our bedrooms and we put them up somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of how we are talking about how we've connected to or lost connection to or are commemorating connection with people. Yes. Um like let me even see, even a song from an ad if i if i what's that song um there was a song by cook which is you are the one yes. and and he says you've been magic to food you light up my mood you are the one mama you oh, are the one that. oh. that's a cook ad yes so <laughs> you're not even probably thinking about cook you're like mom <laughs> so nice my mom you know but it's coke you know it's so it's so true i'm even just thinking bambucha yeah there you like go that, yeah. exactly so for me music has marked i guess many transitions in my life whether it's the first time i wrote music i started singing in church so it's not only been it's not just healing it's been like a friend mm. um it's a friend who when even my i was telling this example to this interview i did um let me say that again i was given an example to an interviewer and yeah. 
I told him, there's a time it felt like I couldn't speak out even my prayers. Oh, and I used to journal. Right. And some of the things I journal were songs. Yeah. And sometimes I find that even when I can't speak or even journal or even pray, I'll sing songs. Like, um, man, I, there's a, there's a hymn that's called He Will Hold Me Fast. And that's, woo, are those tears? Ew. <laughs> um, no, we're here for but it. But it says, it's so simple. It says, he will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. For my Savior loves me so. He will hold me fast. And for example, there's a month that I felt like I couldn't articulate anything. Yeah. And that's what I'd sing over and over. Over and over again. Um, because... Sometimes I think songs are the words we can't. Oh, God. Don't worry, we're the both we, crying. We can't so. articulate. Um, <laughs> because where do they come from? Yes. You know, um, they come from the parts of you that you can't put a name or a title to. Yes. Um, the emotions that you can't articulate. You don't the, have the words yet at the time. It's so much and it's happening yeah. right there and then. And even sometimes afterwards, for example, I was telling someone, grief is like one wild emotion that you'll unpack for the rest of your life because yes. it, it morphs. Sometimes it starts off as like, this is a terrible situation. Yeah. Then there's the grief that looks like it was terrible and it hurt, but I understand what it's teaching me. Yeah. Then there's the mourning, which looks like, it, it hurts to lose this thing. Like Coldplay have a song called Everglow. Yeah. And it talks about friendship, you know? Yes. It's like, even as a shadow, you're still with me. Yeah. And I'm thankful for that, you know? Yes. So I don't think sometimes we realize how powerful music can be. Oh my God. In articulating joy. Things like that you can True joy or, yeah. or even loss or even yeah. just love. Like how many songs do you sing even in a day, whether on radio or something? Which articulate how you feel about love. When you yes. think of the person you love, when you think about your husband, yeah. what song do you hear in your head? It's usually a lot of Beyonce music. There you but go. of late, <laughs> Plastic Off the Sofa. There you go. I completely understand <laughs> where she was mentally when mm -hmm. she wrote that. Mm -hmm. But I also think, um, I lost my dad not too long ago and you yeah. were talking about grief and loss and I was just like, oh my God, the Grams Morgan song. Yeah. Um, people Like You. Wow. And... That song slaps completely different. Di oh my God. Mm -hmm. Complete. And it snaps like it slaps differently sometimes, even on different days. Yeah. So sometimes I'll listen to it and I'll just be so happy because yeah. I'm just thinking about the happy memories mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful that but I had all this yeah, time with my dad. Right. Other times I'll listen to it and I'll just be like, wow, I can't do this. We're yeah. back again. Yeah. Like matures. Yeah. Like it's a fresh. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's just happened. Yeah. And even like, these songs that can just describe different things. And I was thinking about um, Rihanna's song, because I want us to talk about this next. Mm -hmm. And Rihanna's song, Bitch Better Have My Money. I'm dead. That is the song. She said, reclaiming my time. You know? And I, I just felt like um, when she did release that song, mm. I was probably an intern somewhere, probably still in uni. Prime. And, <laughs> you know, you're at Clap that back. stage in your life where you're just like, come at you and pesa hijengia on 35. You know, yeah. 
You're like, what am I doing here? Immediately. You enter that office with so much attitude. All right. <laughs> Over there. Good morning. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's already done. But it, I felt like it was the first song that I felt I could use to express frustration with not being paid for right. something. And at, at a boss, especially yes. a superior. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was my first time starting to like, oh, let me MC this cut thing. Right. Let me audition for this cut thing. And someone asks you how much should you charge? You have no idea. And then idea. in your head, you're like, okay, I'll put this amount. Then someone says, you need exposure. Yes. Or they'll tell you, I'll yes. pay you an exposure. You know, it's a good platform. Dude. Mm-hmm. And that song was just like, we finally have a track and it's right. by a woman right. about us getting paid. She said, and, and in full paid. and on time. And on time. Okay. High yeah. key. Honey, right? pay me. <laughs> Run me my check. Okay. And you talked about COVID and how difficult that was. Yo. And for musicians in Africa, mm. there is still not that much coming from royalties eh, and coming from eh, all these eh, other side eh, eh. Sideways, eh, you should make money from eh, your art. Eh, eh. Mingi, mingi, mingi ni performance. Eh. That's why Lisa is booked and busy. Eh. She cannot play with her calendar. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. But also, it's, it's, it's because we haven't yet figured out how to build systems that also cater to other parts of musicianship. Mm. For example, I just, I just came back from a tour in Australia. Yes. I'm watching musicians pivot into council or government jobs where I'm like, they can now work for three days in a week, have two days (sighs) off, still get time off to do their projects and albums. Can you imagine? That is amazing. And still come back and work. But here we are gigging week to week. So it's, it's just sad to see that the system hasn't yet figured that out. And for a long time, surely so. Because I mean, just recently and over the last few years, MCSK has been Brought back, disbanded. Brought back, disbanded. Yes, yes. Don't even know where Prisk is. They've right. just started Raike yeah. with Musioka. Yeah. So part of me is like, okay, let's hope something can come out Good of comes out us of paying these membership fees. You know, it's kind of like when you pay your taxes, you expect infrastructure to change. Exactly. So I don't, I don't feel safe. Yeah. Even registering stuff for copyright when I know. I'm not going to get paid or someone's not even paying attention to where my work is going. It doesn't or make sense. Or all the people are like, we should be getting that money because we've been in the game longer. Yeah. So you're like, okay, so how do you expect all of us to make money? How is this then? supposed to make sense? Yeah, man. So um, I, I, it's really heartbreaking because even gigging, there's only so many venues that can come up. And then even, I think the cultures in different counties are also different. For yes. example, the cultures in... in Nai versus Costo might be different. As we're expecting to find backline here, uh, everything is already there on stage if you can, or if yeah. you come with your own, yeah. you're charged for that, or, yes. you, or you charge guys for that, or it's like, and then when you go, like for instance, there was a circumstance where a friend of mine encountered people and they were like, you know, kuna watu wengine kujanga na zao. So I'm like, are you paying me to bring my equipment? Because that's a thing. Yes, and yeah. it should also just be a conversation prior. It in the sense of it, I completely understand that you it might not was, have equipment. I need to was. know, and it was. That's why I'm saying that's even worse because it's like okay, this is what we need. This cable. Then you're telling us why don't you have all your cables? We said, wait, what? Hold on. Did wait you tell minute. us? Did you tell us you have a sound guy and a system that yes. that's be- that can it manage us? You know. Yeah. So a part of me is like, then what's the point of having the conversation if you're going to come in back the to the artist case. and then throw it in our face like we're the ones who's 
messing up. Yeah, so, and, and I think even um, in other industries, this does happen, but yeah. there's always protections as there was a contract. Yeah, you yeah, signed, yeah. I signed. That's also the other problem. On part three, a you, you said, yeah, 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 yeah. And if you say you would produce, you have a contract. Some guys would be like, no, no, no. You know, these ones were just trying it out first. Do you know, I force mm. people to create contracts mm-hmm. all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, we're not gonna work together. Imagine because mm-hmm. it protects you. Yes. Yeah, and them. But and I'll be held accountable, you'll be held accountable. Exactly. So we all live happy because you did what you had to do mm-hmm. and I did my part. And if we don't, we discuss. So it's it's interesting to see how even that needs to come up a bit more. I think you find more contracts in bigger gigs where you're handling larger sums of money, yeah. festivals, things like that. But not every gig is a festival. Even exactly. if it's corporate, I'm like, Sawa, you want me to just send you an invoice? Where's our contract together? You know, because I'm like, then a corporate will be told, I'll pay you in 90 days. And then you're yeah. not told when those 90 days start. Yes. And then you're not told when the 90 days end. At, at then ending. they'll end. And then the accountant is not there to sign. Then you're like, you gay. I can't, even for ad work, you, you almost ask yourself, so I'm supposed to sustain myself. How? You guys will go and pay your payroll. Yeah. But you won't pay the guys who you come and pay the people who yeah, stand the jingle who are your for service the thing. providers. So it's like, surely. And then you want us to come back. How? It doesn't make sense. You know? Yeah. Because it's not sustainable. That structure is definitely needed. Even for us guys, you know, people forget that not all musicians are like single. Okay? Yeah. People have families. Yes. People have like lives they want to build. And a lot of people are kind of like, how are we going to just do it with music? Yeah. You know? So... And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you talked about touring in Australia because I know you saw mm-hmm. so much out there that was so eye-opening. You, when we talked on the phone, you talked about um, artists mm-hmm. who we have no idea who they are globally. Oh, yeah. None. And they'll have a concert in their town mm-hmm. and 4,000 people yeah, yeah. rock up. That's that's not just in Australia. That's even, man, that's even in somewhere like Brazil. Granted, they have an incredible-sized yes, population. population. The but, people are many. Because um, I, I was talking to a friend of mine who's in Brazil there mm-hmm. now. And he was saying that they learn the artist songs and come to the shows to sing along. And they get frustrated when guys don't, when they don't know the lyrics. They're like, hi, yeah, we don't know this one. What? I said, excuse me. That is so, so interesting. You're telling me guys come for your gig knowing your music already, wanting to sing those songs. Yeah. And then with music from before, they learn old Brazilian songs and they come and they almost know like all of them. Like they learn all the good ones. So what? if you're at a show and someone's playing, they probably know the music. Yes. Bruh. I said, for that chick who did that show where 4,000 people showed up, it wasn't at a festival where there's a lineup of many people. It was her own show. By herself? Yes, it was her own show. Ticketed. I said, you people, 4,000. This Nairobi of ours is enough. Yeah. Like, first of all, where are you going to put those 4,000 in one gig? Let me just ask you. That is amazing. Yeah. And they support her, they support her enough. As in, you go watch her videos. You see guys singing and dancing. Waving, like, you're almost confused. You're like, Allah, see, we're not that far. Like, we're not that different. That's as, true. But it also, even in Australia, like, people might not know who you are. But they're willing to come. They're curious enough to be like, okay, let me just go watch the gig. Even yeah. if that's the only time they come for your gig, they'll come, they'll buy the ticket. 300, 400 people. Some of them even come for more than one gig. I met a couple of people who came for two or three gigs of mine out of a 10 gig tour. So your brain is like, that's people are coming from three hours away. That's like coming from Nax. And further onward. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's just for the love of music and yeah. appreciation. They have a culture. Mm-hmm. Of but it still goes back to the system thing. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, if they have if they have tickets that are discounted for older people, let me ask you, how yes. m- when I say older people, I don't mean people in their 40s and 50s. 
there were people in their 70s and 65 80s. 65 and older for yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, sitting in the gig, coming to the gigs, even in winter weather when it's zero degrees outside. So your brain goes, let me ask you, how many people of the older generation, your grandparents, find, do you see coming out to gigs here? There's such a difference in the way we consume music here. Even information. Even in just Africa. Because if our grandparents are reading newspapers mm-hmm. and listening to radio, mm-hmm. then the gig economy has to be there. You have to yep. be talking to them in those spaces. Yep. So maybe we do have grandparents who would want to come, but they have yep. no idea it's even happening. Do they, they're probably like, ah, what are you radio to? Unajua yo wimbo ama it's LP? Kale ka window. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Kangu. On the phone. Where yeah. <laughs> they turn the music so loud, you know? <laughs> so, Hello. Part, yeah. <laughs> so part of you is like, it's just, but it's also the system has been built to accommodate that they'd want to explore to get people out of their houses at yes. that age. Yes. To get people to bond more with culture yes. and not feel so out of touch. So Cuz you are retired and unless yeah. you have a very, you know, close family and family that is focused on seeing grandparents, yes. which is getting harder and harder. Right. We have to keep you busy and keep you alive. Exactly. Exactly. Oh so my word. It makes you wonder like also just how we consume music. Yeah. Even just thinking about look at Nigeria, leave alone their population because you're like you people are many. Yes. So that helps. <laughs> But you look at how even the diaspora consume their music, whether the UK or the US, wherever yeah. they are, yeah. pushing their artists, pushing their music, they're listening to it. Stadiums like in London and a, in New York Africa, right now. Yep. A piano yep. is in New York. People have parties over the summer, you yes. know? So you ask yourself, okay, why aren't we doing that for Kenyan music? You know, I also think as Kenyans, we need to ask ourselves, why are we so hard to please? Hey. Yeah, that's true. Hey. That's one hey. thing. Let me tell you, you will be supported by everyone before the Kenyans come on board. They're listening though and they're yeah. watching. Yeah. But that that extra push of, no, this is my favorite artist. Yeah. Or I am going to go to all their shows. Mm. Or I am going to collect their merchandise. You know, right. just those small those things small that actually things. make a difference for but, the artist. But what I will say is though. It's so hard. Some of the younger ones are trying. Uh, okay. What I'll say is like, even when I, when I dropped my album, it got to the top five in a day. Yeah. Less than a day. So... I was in shock. Like top five on iTunes. I was like, you people are serious. Yeah. And then it stayed on the chart for a couple of months within the top 10, then dropped into the top 20. That's so amazing. I think it was closer to the end of the year that it went off the chart. And right. I was like, what the heck, you guys? What like, is happening right now? Yeah. Because we'll get to album in Guinea 2021. Now we are ready. <laughs> now you know. Pressure, pressure. Pressure, pressure, <laughs> pressure. Yeah. But um, oh, there are things in the works. Don't worry. At least it's on the way. And I think... That's another thing for me. Sometimes I'm like, I feel like I have to live the experience. And it was such a wonderful thing to live this year with my first project. Because yes. for like, what, three, four years, guys are like, so do you have an album? So do you, when are you putting out? Can you do, can you? And then I'm like, I can't answer you, please. Like, just now you're leaving your house and you're like, that album question, I got an answer. Yeah, yeah, I have an answer. <laughs> and then I was like, so is there another one? No, no. No, no. No, how? No, how? <laughs> but I will applaud, like, like I, like I wrote in my post when I launched it, I said, um, the music is for you because yeah. you've sat with me, you've sung with me in gigs. Like yesterday at 254, first of all, me, I was like, this is a club. I am not about to sing Malo here. <laughs> guys are like, Malo, We want to hear Malo. it. I said, okay, you must sing with me. And they sang. Oh. There's someone who sang one of my other songs called Reckless, word for word. Like I was singing and sing her, sing with me. And I said, you know what? You guys are champions. Eh? 
Eliud Kipchoge, I'm That's telling you. That's incredible. Gold medal. Like, and shout out, shout out to all you Kenyans. Yes, like, who please. Are, the music culture is growing. Absolutely. And we are having more young musicians because mm-hmm. the older ones are making some money from the gigs. So Hello. it's starting to make sense mm-hmm. um, for you more young and people. And older guys are starting to become more curators. So yes. you build a platform for people to stand on. Yes. You become a ladder rather than being a ceiling. Yes. So yes. Choose what you're going to be, a ladder or a or ceiling. Or a ceiling. I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. So let's talk about money. Uh-oh. And specifically, I want you to tell me um, about... We, we had a conversation on the phone where we mm-hmm. talked about the year. Mm-hmm. The year cycle for a musician. Mm-hmm. And how things are very different in Q1. Eh? January Wait. to March. That's what I mean. I mean, sure. It's the opposite of October to December. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so what are your... Feelings about money. How do your feelings about money run through the year? Because you've been doing this for a little while. Now. All right. So imagine you're like, oh, no, this is about how I usually feel in August. <laughs> this seems accurate. So um, a lot of people don't know that a lot of peak seasons tend to be around holidays. Yes. Around um, warmer weather. Okay. You also find like even weddings and events tend to happen mostly in warmer weather. Yes. Holiday season as well. Not, I don't even mean Christmas, like just school holidays. Yes. Just look at your calendar strategically and see, ah, ah yeah, I see March to April gigs images g shock shock g what yes. all of them then december comes around and everyone is like go down to the coast g who everyone even in nairobi there are, i can't tell you how many leave alone new year's eve parties go on at one time yes you know all of them ticketed by the way yeah so the djs make money the musicians make money we've not even counted private events like going to a hotel and you're told can you do a residency through till yes. new year or things like that so you find that sometimes even january maybe it starts to pick up from end of January going into February, Valentine's. Then we hit Easter. We hit yes. school holiday. Once again, things start picking up. Then it it lulls a bit during cold season in June, July. You'll find more indoor. Guys are attending more regulars. Mm-hmm. So depending on how you structure your life, whether you are also maybe teaching. Oh, yes. Whether you, if not teaching, maybe you have a regular mm-hmm. uh, job. Mm-hmm. Um, so balancing that out. Or if you're doing mostly seasons, so then... You want to gig mostly in like quarters. So yeah. if you do three months, you take a break. Three months, take, take a, a break. break. Three months. So that also gives you, you technically have a break like every four months. Ah. So that's what I was trying to do because if I don't perform throughout January to March or if I have like maybe three or four, which is a slower slower time, yes, I can teach. That gives me more capacity to have more students. Yes. But then when it starts getting like now, uh, now September to December, like I've already told you, those are Four big gigs, which I have. Yeah. I have to cut back naturally. Because you have to rehearse and you also have to rest. And you also, can't like... Yeah. yeah. Also, just because just it pulls a lot from you to try and balance everything. Because every gig has a different demand, right? Yes. But the biggest demand they'll have of you is what you already do. The excellence that you come with to the table. Right. So... When I'm not at 100%, and people, I guess it's harder to understand for vocalists because they're like, oh, you've lost your voice. And they'll be like, it's okay. You can, or we look for someone to replace you. <laughs> or they, they'll, it'll be kind of minimized. Mm. But people don't realize I don't have a case for my instrument or a string to replace it. If it's being replaced, I'm it going for surgery. Yes. You know? And like, there's no insurance for my voice unless maybe I'm in America or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if JLo can insure her legs, surely I should be able to insure my to voice, insure my throat. throat yeah. You know? So things like that, it's that delicate where the difference can be, case in point, like I said, how I sounded yesterday evening yes. is not how I sounded today morning. Right. You know, so, and you might find l- later today evening will not be the way I sound tomorrow morning. Yeah. You're booked for a gig based on 
what guys have already seen. Mm. So if I come and say, hey, I've got a knockoff, technically I've breached the contract. Wait, Kwisha. Yeah. So you see what I mean? So things, and I think even for musicians, generally, I think I have this conversation with a bunch of musicians as well. They don't, we don't take care of ourselves the way you would maybe if you're in a corporate job. You know, you can schedule trips, you can schedule holidays, you take a break, you have 21 days of leave. Sometimes we're gigging almost every week, three days a week. For yeah. People. Leave alone a vocalist. Now, instrumentalist. They will the play. Time. In, for example, you play in Yashinsky's band, you play in June's band, you play in someone else's band. The three gigs are happening over the next three months. That means you have rehearsals of up to two to three hours every week. Every day. Uh, and that's almost every day. And that's with different people. So I can go from one nine to 12, leave two hours, three to seven. Someone else will book five hours. So that's how like guys don't realize how much it actually puts a demand on your body. One. Yeah. And then also if you don't sleep well, you don't eat well, you don't even have any sort of semblance of exercise. It just, the body is counting a score. So outside of money, yes. how do you actually take care of yourself, of yourself and incorporate that into how you're going to be an effective, whether musician or participant yes. in this experience for your audience, yeah. for your students. Yeah. yeah. So money and how you manage it, yo. Even for the guys who have families, like diapers are not cheap. Formula. They're not. They're not. People formula is over a G now, yeah. I think. And it, you're also, you've brought in such an interesting perspective mm. of even taking care of yourself physically and what you're eating. Mm-hmm. It's like, so am I going to buy everything Take that out. I need for the baby? Yeah. Or am I going to go to this fruit and veg shop and treat mm-hmm. myself and buy mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to pay for the gym membership? Because exactly. Also, Hello. the person for the gig is squeezing you. Where? So you, you're Wait. being forced to make choices you all the add time. Add fuel, add Wi-Fi, because all of these also cater now into your business. Yes. Guys will be like, do you, you, I don't see you posting a lot. You're like, I have to buy bundles. Yes. How much? Do you know what price of bundles are? It's not the one for one hour. No. I need to buy a bundle that lasts the month or your own postpaid. Yeah. So accounting for all of these things, even transport, how much does the Uber cost to come to wherever to I'm go. going? Yeah, exactly. Come and go, yeah. right? Yeah. If you have a car, I have servicing insurance you know things like that still factor because we're still human you know so it's and it just looks different because your budget has to be balanced differently your skills are balanced slightly differently Differently. yeah because we don't have necessarily the most consistent income because of those seasonal changes yes Uh, i think you even require way more planning than somebody who has the ordinary you know job set up yeah that what do these guys call um what's it called Africa's pocket. These guys talk yes. about how you should invest. So, yes. shameless plug. But <laughs> because I think also a lot of musicians don't necessarily sometimes get the chance to invest or you're always just saving because also our equipment is really expensive. Mm-hmm. Like re- recording equipment, instruments, VSTs, uh, digital audio workstations, they're really expensive. Ableton alone is 500 to $700. Yes. Just for a license which comes with two licenses. Okay. I've not even accounted for something like Ozone, where they give you deals where it'll maybe on like Black Friday it'll be down from a uh, thousand and something dollars. So you ask yourself, am I spending a hundred k on <laughs> uh, my editing or, stuff, or am I going to maybe put a down payment for uh, my house and pay yes. for the year or rent? And so even that's if how you, you want to offset it of somebody yeah. else. If you calculate studio and production exactly, costs, costs, it's the same. Exactly. That's why Ozone has that price. They've exactly. done the math. They know it's more. Uh, that's why the they built it like that, you know? Yeah. Like literally, we were <laughs> today morning, a friend of mine sent me, there's a new Ozone 11, right? Mm-hmm. Which is also a mastering suite. So mm-hmm. you see, what I'm buying doesn't just do one function. They are multifunctional. So ah. it's not just for me to edit 
all equalize or to do dynamic there's mastering in that so they're charging you for things that they figured out yes. the same way we would do you're not paying yes. me just for my time or because I'm a musician you're paying me because of how long it's taken me to learn how to be this good and yes. why I do it this way and why other people are like put her there why they're plugging you is not just because they they like my sound they're like okay I enjoy the experience of having this musician there of the way they'll sing me into my wedding yeah. uh, the way they'll sing at a birthday yeah. the way they'll their music works in my life yeah. so if you take that and even apply it to you take that and even apply it to um now the technical side that's what you're paying for yes. how many hours someone has spent thinking about the guitar should be shaped this way it mm-hmm. should be i want it to sound like this i want this vst to do this that's what you're paying for that's why they cost that much money so exactly it's literally a balance of okay life improving my the same thing guys would do in a in an if you had an, another career like Any being an engineer job. i want to specialize i want to specialize in this even more and be the only kind of this person who does this same thing yeah i think yeah. even with longevity in the industry mm-hmm. it's the person who shows up on time the person yep. that's polite easy to work with easy to work with mm. um and that doesn't mean that you don't have to have standards no, it's no, no. just that you communicate really mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. um you have a pretty strict regimen for mm-hmm. yourself and for the members of your team because you know the Absolutely. end result that it will you learn you. The, the material exactly. and you come a- aware you know you're not coming in blind and like, i feel like um lisa who had just left berkeley mm-hmm. and lisa now probably even will be like oh I know where this person lives. I know how far they've come from. Mm. I know that this person carries this very heavy instrument. I know what they're feeling like at the beginning Bruh. of rehearsal. Yeah. So I know so the 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 same way we always say school and work when you're actually doing it is so different. <laughs> right. You learn so many new mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. There is such a big growth. So when Lisa's rate card is not looking the same way it was looking in 2017. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't. Please understand. It should not. Just like it you know it wouldn't for any yeah, other even career. just for like adjusting to inf- inflation mm. and taxes bro yeah, like exactly. said, hello this year hey, please like in 2020 you were touching the door and a thousand bob is gone now in 2023 eh? 1500 if not 2 g's oh, yeah, honestly easy mm. and then at the same time i think if you just think about the experience like mm. for instance even before i left i already had gigging experience i'd done i'd been singing bbs for atemi and for yeah. silayo like for a couple of years right. and directing choir so i'm like at that time i was already being paid a certain amount it mm-hmm. cannot be almost 10 years later and i'm still being the same being paid the same amount that's I, and we were talking about this with a friend of mine i we feel like sometimes in the arts it feels more like this horizontal growth than meritocratic growth and that yes. makes it harder for you to define like this is how much i should be paid someone will say hey tutatafuta mtu mwingine but you're paying me because this is i do this thing this well this way after this long that's why i'm charging this much and, and it's not because i'm demanding anything from yes. you but this is what you pay someone who if they were in another career you'd probably even be paying them more that's true yeah that's true with the same amount of experience and everything you would yeah. not even be questioning Flinching. you would not be negotiating right it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. but we're doing this podcast so that you guys can listen and we can get there one day and we can all grow and there's a question that i want to ask everybody um which is in in an ideal world mm-hmm. what is the music industry you dream of here in the 254 what kind of mm-hmm. setup and what does that look like to you royalties <laughs> mm, residuals residuals 
the big difference between the two. <laughs> Describe the difference for those so who don't understand. So there's the royalties I can earn from my music. Then yes. there's the one I earn from working on other people's projects. Do right. not just pay, pay, pay people for work for hire because their creativity is on your record. That's true. And Amen. it will be played over yeah. and over again. Even it's why the actors were striking. That's what I'm saying. So residuals, royalties, so respect, man. Just yes. for everyone. Like, don't discount me. Because I'm a singer and you might think I don't know what I'm talking about. I might actually know what I'm talking about. Exactly. I'd like to see more harmonious relationships between engineers and bands, mm-hmm. uh, between engineers and singers, um, which you've kind of had a conversation about with a few people. Yeah. Um, just a better understanding of everyone's role, whether I'm a music director, whether I'm the vocal director, whether I'm... I'm whatever role I play, instead yeah. of seeking to stomp or seeking to make sure people pay their dues, like... Give those who want the opportunity the opportunity. Right. Give those who want to learn, teach them. Yeah. Like I said, be a ladder, not a ceiling. Because at the end of the day, you know, you realize when you create backlog, it ends up affecting everyone. Yourself included. You'll That's be exactly what down. I mean. So mm-hmm. if you don't pay people, if you don't follow up on your split sheets, if you don't do these things, then now when someone comes to sue you, eh, it's, yeah. it's, it's now <laughs> problematic. Because That's now so guys true. are like, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I mean, you've seen it with cases like even Jim Watt versus Claymore where mm-hmm. he was like, man, I'm not getting anything off the song. But let me tell you, the minute you say, hey, even to go, Kumbe ni under 18. Immediate. Yeah. So you ask yourself if even the artist isn't earning, Allah, what's yeah. going on? So, and that's what I mean, even by respect. Like when you go into a studio, do I know that you're going to put, you're going to sort out all these things even before we come out, you know? How or have you someone protect in line? yourself? What does exactly. that even look like? Even thinking about, um, people to know more things about um, copyright infringement yes. or even how to protect their own. Like yes. the other day I learned about personality rights yeah. versus character rights. Yeah. One you can have via your alias and people can speak to that alias. For example, someone like Crazy Kenna. Then yes. there's the person who's actually Kenna. So right. things like that. I was like, what the? Like, so if I you have didn't an even alias, know that. Be yeah. So you see what I mean? So just a place where guys, and of course it's idealism, but just where it's more harmonious to work together than it is to be an individual because it's exhausting, man. Like, even as an independent, you know how much work you have to do, but you still, there's no way you go in this life where you don't need a team or people who that's are a community. absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. So that's just, if we can build an actual community, like if actors in the States can strike as SAG-AFTRA, yes. we don't have a union here. What's that? What's that supposed to tell you, you know? Exactly. So who's protecting us if we're not protecting each other? Oh my God. And on that note, <laughs> we have loved having you here and thank you thank so you. much for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, there are questions that I want you to put out to the next artist mm-hmm. that we will be speaking to. Mm-hmm. So just imagine whoever they are, whether they're in music or maybe mm-hmm. they're a sculptor or mm-hmm. a dancer or into videography or photography. Mm-hmm. What would you want them to answer? Wow, that's a big question. Um, what brings you joy at the end of your day? What three things bring you joy at the end of each of your days? So oh. when you speak to them, ask them, what things have brought you joy today so far? Um, also, what does legacy look like to you? Um, oh. That's a great question, especially for African artists. Yeah, yeah. And I guess lastly, if you could choose one thing that you could keep doing and it doesn't have to be related to your art, what would that be? Yeah. 
I assume that would actually be related to joy as well because it must be something that makes you happy if you just want to keep doing could it. Could be. Could be something that makes you happy. Someone else might choose something that makes them money. Yes. Someone else might choose something that is not even tied to anything like this at all. Yeah, could be so like true. saying I'm going for concerts every so often in a year. I really I'm really looking forward to hearing to ans- like hearing <laughs> the answers from that. Right. So I do have one question from another interview that they mm-hmm. wanted you to answer. Oh. Um, which was industry related. If you could change something, like with a snap of your fingers, yeah. the music industry here, mm. what would that thing be? How people interact with women, whether singers, oh yes, um, uh, or performers, or dancers, or even in recording studios, just their respect for them, and also how that feeds into also how if let's say i'm working on set with a guy yeah. and they see someone encroaching on my space yes. how you then step in to protect her yeah. as well because oh are you in a room full of guys and someone is talking some really nasty things about mm. someone mm. um even if you don't know them it's just like okay why would you let that happen like hey don't talk about her like that like whether you know her or not or you've had an experience with her yes don't talk about her like that in yeah. space the same thing we would do for a guy you know exactly yeah. yeah i love that oh my god that's such a great way to look at it cuz female people in the arts industry you're often outside at night mm-hmm. or you're working in a dark room a mm-hmm. dark studio a dark mm-hmm. recording room and there's a lot of things that come and in darkness and a lot of unknown people who could be drunk yes. or something or, or whatever just overconfident that they're in. Yeah. yeah so everyone should be there to protect anyone just mm-hmm. the same way if someone ran in and grabbed a piece of equipment and ran out yeah, it's how like you would act if that happened exactly it be how you'd act you imagine if, if someone came being. and tried to just dismantle that we'd be like hello everybody here would be up in arms they probably would reach here and it's like hello we're shooting first of all yeah. <laughs> So you would not go far. Yeah. Trust you me. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it's been incredible having Thank you. Thank you, Mama. And guys, go back to the beginning of the podcast and write down all the dates for all the gigs that she has mentioned. Mm-hmm. We all have to show up. <laughs> I am Susan Jeroge Awari. I have been your host for today. And you can find me on the socials mm-hmm. at Sora Common Everywhere. It's been Lisa Odor Noah on Skika Uncovered. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Yay.